Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. By the FDA, this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. You ready? Let's go! You're in the zone. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, 100% reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic. Feels so unlike everybody else alone In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know But no, he knows the code It's not about the salary It's all about reality and making some I tell Andrew all the time, he's just savvy, man He's savvy, he knows how to get open Knows how to create space um, Knows how to create separation Knows zone coverage, where the hole's gonna be And um, he's just sneaky fast, honestly He's a long strider guy So at times he knows how to be deceptive to where he sets up his speed. And and uh, to be honest with you, Coach Guyton probably didn't know if he was going to run 22. So seeing that, it was like awesome. Like, okay, this dude can run. So he's, he's done some special things. Looking forward to the year that he'll have. So very, very, very excited about that. Is that Coach Guyton yeah, going third person? Third person. Wow. Yeah. That's baller. All right, welcome into the zone. We open with a third-person reference by Kenny Guyton, the Arkansas receivers coach, talking about Mr. Armstrong, who a lot of people are hyped about. And Tom Murphy is among them. He joined us earlier in the week. He'll be on with us again on Friday, and we'll see if he's still feeling that way. Isaiah Satania and others, the receivers, obviously very much in focus, and that's our question of the day today. And We'll get right to it, Christian. It is uh, involving the areas of the football team for Arkansas that are uh, unproven or have question marks, and that is certainly one of them, the wide receiver core. Although I think, again, there's a couple spots where we are optimistic, although there's some unproven commodities. I'll tell you, Westmore wasn't very high on the three transfer wide receivers because I was guilty of looking at where they played before. And sometimes you say, well, they were at a small school for a reason. What makes you think they can play at a big school? But you start thinking about it. Every year in the NFL draft, there are players selected from FCS schools, from some mid-major FBS schools. There are players taken you know, from Division Two. Those are diamonds in the rough that get overlooked out of high school, and they develop and become NFL players. The NFL is full of guys on rosters like that. Sure. And so the Razorbacks have just dipped in before the NFL did and taken a couple of these guys as transfer. That's what this transfer pool has done, is giving some chances to uh, small school guys to play at a bigger level. So, Christian, what did you uh, pose here as a QOD? Uh, which position group are you most concerned with for Arkansas football? You got wide receiver, you got offensive line, safety, or linebacker. Linebacker, I'm not. Linebacker and wide receiver, I'm not necessarily concerned about, but they are sort of unproven. Yeah, not like the receiving core is sort of unproven. It's unproven. It is unproven. Yeah, yeah. at this level. Yep. Paul is not unproven. I think he's really good, but no, the other guys haven't proved I, themselves at this level. Who's the most proven receiver? The D2 transfer. I mean, yeah, it has to be. I mean, honestly, it's crazy. Is that wrong? Uh, the kid at Bowling Green. Tyron Broden. Broden yeah, maybe. Is, had at least catches on the he had 600 yards FCS last year. level. Yeah. You know? Okay. So then you got to dip He's, down to Hillsdale College and Texas A&M Commerce. Mm-hmm. So apparently Broden, he's 6'7", but is one of those guys that runs 22 miles an hour. Yeah, when did that become a thing? I don't remember I don't ever hearing about guys running a certain it's, miles per hour. You hear about 40 times and things like that, but I've never heard this before until this year. It's got to be the new strength and conditioning coach. That's his deal. I, I've never heard anyone talk about miles per hour. I, I mean, you see it on Twitter, on the NFL. They'll, they'll say, they'll show that uh, Tyreek Hill ran 24 miles per hour on this play. But as far as college and, 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 and measuring someone, I've never heard of it before this year. Yeah, me neither. So... 
but they do have some speed. And I didn't know. I'm glad you said that when he on the clip we just played, and he says, "I didn't know he he could run a 22." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What route is a 22 route?" Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't put it together that 22 miles per hour. It occurred to me immediately because there's been so much talk about guys like all the guys mm-hmm. run 21. They got a couple guys mm-hmm. running 22. It's become such a thing now. Satania, I'm not the least bit surprised because he was such a track star. Mm-hmm. He did some amazing things in track and field, but apparently. A.J. Green was the fastest player on offense, and Tyron Broden was second. A.J. Green yeah. did not see that coming, got to say. Interesting. Anyway, here is Andrew Armstrong, the transfer, about the move up to the next level. Well, the next level and the next level. Just said it. It's like a guy going from double A to the bigs. Yeah. It's hit me, but at the end of the day, I just, I just, stay, I just take it as like you know, football is football. It's people in lower levels football that's that's very, very good. It's people at high, high level football that's very, very good. So I don't, I don't look at it as like, okay, I'm going against you know the best of the best. It's, it's some, be- it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of great players all around the country in every single division. So I just come in here and I'm just you know ready to play football and ready to see the fans. When I came in, I didn't want, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want him to put me in just a starter role. You know, I didn't, I wanted, to, I wanted to work. I wanted to start from the bottom, like to to show, to show like what I can actually do. And um, I, I feel like I've been doing a great job. And not only me, the young guys too, uh, they've been doing a great, great job. You know, Sam and Bakke, Jadon, Isaiah. You know, even all the new guys, Davion, Davion been doing really good. Like, so I just, I just, I just look at all of them. And I use them as motivation. I feel like they use me as motivation with my knowing I've been in college for so long, what I did last year, and bringing my experience here. I feel like it's going to be be a very good year. All right, so place your vote at Justin Acre 7, at Wes underscore more, at C Weaver 1037, uh, at Slater Mojo is here as well. Joe Klein rolling in, courtesy of Corky's Barbecue. Hello, Joseph. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Well, uh, we are good. We are excited about the season, and now we've got. Well, miles per hour. Yep. Countdown to kickoffs under our belt. We've got the (laughs) Little Rock Touchdown Club announcement done. Camp is underway. So, I mean, football is is upon us. It's here. You're going to have a lot of exhibition games this weekend. Yep. Chiefs, Chiefs, Saints. Saints, Sunday. I'm not saying that. Big game. (laughs) I think my quarterback will play. I don't think yours will. I hope not. Yeah, I don't don't imagine. So, did you watch quarterback on? uh, I did. I watched it all. What would you think? I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great I too. It was really good. Uh, surprised that I just I'm always surprised that during the season when they give access like that. Yeah. I mean, I just especially like Mahomes, you really, uh, you know, I mean, I just I mean, there's so much going on, but you know, if they're okay with it, then cool. I I, I would find that I would find that weird, but probably after. Two or three weeks, it's probably not. It's probably, you know, a normal day. I mm-hmm. wonder if they came in and shot on certain days. Like obviously, yeah, they were there yeah. every after game at their house, and I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they had a pretty rigid schedule. You know, but when Peyton Manning comes in. There's a lot of things to talk to Peyton Manning about, but that would be one of the things I would ask him about. Would be what was the schedule with yeah. the access to the quarterback? That's and great. that's again, that's a series that can be recreated year after year because you're going to get. You're always going to have three compelling stories. And boy, I thought they really nailed it. That with the three different levels. Yes, I, I thought agree. They really that was you saw every level. You know, you mm-hmm. saw the the superstar. You saw the really good guy that's trying to get over the hump, and you saw the guy that's trying to make a comeback. Right. So I mean, I thought that was, I thought that was really, really neat. Speaking of quarterbacks, last night I sat down and watched the Manziel story I, on looks, Netflix. I haven't watched that yet, but that looks well. I had a debate this morning with one of our sales guys and our, our morning producer, and they didn't agree with me. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was very intriguing, and they felt like it was a little too sugar-coated for their taste. I thought he owned it. And the thing is, here's the deal. When you get a guy like that who's had so many struggles and so many missteps, when he's willing to talk, that's compelling television. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. And look, he owned it. I mean, I hate ways How could he not own it? Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, but I yeah. hate wasted potential. There's nothing that frustrates me more as a guy that didn't have very much talent to see people waste their potential. And yet, I think, gee, maybe Merrill Hodge was onto something, and he was just going to be one of those guys that was a great college player, but did not translate to the pros. He admitted the big the big takeaway for most people last night. I saw it all over social media. Was he did not watch one second of tape. He did not prepare like an NFL quarterback. He did not play like an NFL quarterback. He did not have an approach like an NFL quarterback. It worked in college. He got away with it. And Kingsbury came on there. He was great. He admitted, look, 
I had to basically just take the reins off and let him do his thing. On the field, off the field, and you had to sort of manage his missteps, but you couldn't limit him completely. And as far as turning him loose on the field, that was what made them great. And yes, it was backyard football, and Johnny Manziel thrived in that. Hmm. Most people can't, but he was special at that. You can do it in, there's a lot of things you can do in college. You know, in basketball, a lot of things you can do in college. Not going to happen in the NBA. Right. A lot of things in college, not going to happen in the NFL. And I think he he was, uh, I think he, the poster child for that. Yeah. And, and he's not the only one. I mean, that those the draft is filled every year with, you know, guys that crash and burn. No so, doubt. Uh, but he, but him being a Heisman Trophy guy and all the flamboyance, I mean, you know, he, he really has an extra bit of juice than, you know, a fifth-round pick right. offensive lineman that, right. you know... Fizzled out. It would have been interesting to see if he had actually applied himself, though. What could he have been? And and I, I heard some people talking. I was watching an interview, and they said, what do you think if he had gotten the right advice? What could?" And I'm like, he got the right advice. Yeah, he didn't know he had, a, he had an agent that put his thumb on him and tried to get him in line. He had, you know, an organization that, as crappy as the Cleveland Browns are, tried to get him in line. He had his parents on his ass. His dad at one point basically disowned him and was like, I, you know, I can't do anything with you. You know, I, I can't help you. I mean, everybody was trying. Everybody did what they could do. He, you have to some, at some point choose success and choose a good path. And you can wing it to some degree, in, you know, collegiately on the field, but you're not going to go with it in yeah. the pros. And he was winging it too much in life off the field. That was his Fair problem. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to listen. You know, you're, and then to your point, excuse me, Wes, I mean, when you not listening – on the field and not performing on the field, but then when you roll into off the field, what he was doing, not, now you, now you're really compounding it. You're really well. There was a scene where he poor, was. You got a fire here, and you're like, hey, let's put it out with some gasoline. There were a couple of things I don't remember. There were social media posts. I think maybe in the Scooby Doo outfit, but it was the night before a game, mm-hmm. and 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 basically. He was in hot water, and, and Kingsbury said, you better play your ass off today, and he went out and he, he lit it up. <laughs> and that was the thing. He could overcome all of his personal yeah. demons. Or, look, he liked to have a good time. Yeah. He's not a guy that just he just doesn't take it seriously in the way that some of these other guys do. Like, you watch Kirk Cousins and the way he prepares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's men- sitting in his car like doing mental exercises. That is not Johnny Manziel. I mean, but different ways for different guys, and some guys can get away with it. Joe said the word juice a minute ago. Was that brought up in, in, in the other type of juice, performance enhancing? Was that brought up in this at all? With what? Manziel? With, Manziel? Not, not remotely, no. Okay. Never a suggestion of it. Okay. There was always whispers uh, when he was in college and some connections. that I think it was an uncle that had gotten in some trouble for bringing over performance enhancing drugs from Mexico back to East Texas. And uh, there was a lot of talk that, that one of the re- things that made him so special in college was uh, performance enhancing drugs that mm-hmm. he, he could take. And then in the NFL, of course, they cracked down on it. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to, to take those kind of things. I don't think that most of the things he was put in his body were performance enhancers. No, no, no doubt. <laughs> May need something to even it out. Yeah. Now is he still married? Divorced? No, he had a troubled relationship with uh, his girlfriend that was obviously public about a. You know, there was some yeah, accusations of some uh, physical situations with them. But I think it was just a toxic deal. They didn't go into it too much, but it was definitely talked about a little bit. I think he's just kind of winging it with his boys. I mean, that was kind of the gist of what you got from the thing last night. He's living in Arizona. He's trying to relax, and he's just kind of away from it all. What is he doing anything? I don't know. They didn't suggest oh, anything. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I don't know if he wants to go into coaching. And a guy like that, like, I don't even know if that would be intriguing to him because he's not a guy that, you know, was structured in that way. Well, yeah, he would have trouble because a lot of guys like that that could do so much naturally, you know, they look at you and they go, why can't you do this? Yeah, I remember Bill Russell, you know, coaching us as, as a big man and great, you know, Bill Russell. Enough said. But there was a guy on our team named Jawan Oldham who was a seven-foot guy who could bounce, could bounce, and just bam, bam. Well, I, I couldn't do that. But And Bill, you know, couldn't. He goes, you need to go up there and just, you know, hammer that. And I'm like, that ain't my game, dude. I mean, yeah. and then, but then on the other hand, Jawan Oldham would get mad because Bill Russell would be telling him not to shoot 17, 18 footers, and he'd look at me and go, "Well, you let you let Joe do it." And he goes, "He makes them," you know. So I mean, it's like I mean, there's a but he had a hard time because he probably so many things were just natural and easy for him as as was Manzel than getting somebody that 
you got to work with and watch right. film with and structure. I, I don't, I couldn't. Patience. I think the patience would not be there as it's, a coach for Manziel. It's usually the not the bench warmers, but the role players that are good at being coaches, like Steve Kerr, uh, yeah, absolutely, or Phil Jackson. Cause sure, you, yeah, because you have limitations. You understand, you know, you have to do the extra, and you, you're always looking for an edge, trying to find an also, edge. Also, Johnny Manziel admitted that he didn't watch tape and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. how would you be a coach? Right. Then I don't. And you know, again, I don't know if he wants to be around football or what. I mean, he could work in the administration. I would think A and M would welcome him with open arms. He's still a legend there. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what his plan is long term. I think in, right now he just uh, seemed like he was kind of laying back. And I, I, do, I will agree with the. We had a little discussion this morning. I do. I do think they could have done more because when it ended, we were like, uh, mm. "That's it." Like I would have liked to have known a little bit more. And I thought they could have delved a little deeper into some of the other. You know the moments in his life too, but anyway, it was. I thought it was pretty well done. It was pre- very, uh, it was pretty quick. It went very fast. It was a good. I always watch. wonder if those if those guys get paid to do that. Those docs. I don't know. It's a good question. Did he show any regret? Um, that's a good question. By the way, you're doing it. That's kind of a no. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like I'm, I mean again. I don't know that regret's the right word, but I think again I like the fact that he owned what he. And again, you really can't shy away from it. It was pretty public. Most of the things he did wrong. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he went AWOL one game. Like he just didn't come back for a, for a Browns game, and then they cut him right after that. Hmm. He was in Vegas. He missed the last commercial flight, and he's like, at that point, I was like, screw it, I'm going all in. He stayed up all night partying and stuff, and then just didn't make it. He was on a Saturday. It was on a Saturday, and he didn't make it back for the game. I'm just like, wow. Whoa. I mean, you're not even trying. He was Whoa. he was done though by then. Like mentally, I think he'd already checked out. I will say the pressure of being that high profile, and I had forgotten too that they held him out. They didn't let him do interviews until very late in the season, as a freshman, his his Heisman year. So it was. Um, I don't know. There were some things that I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember that you know the Alabama game was the the yeah. coming out party for me, but he'd already been doing a lot of those kinds of things already. What about Mike Evans? Does he have a big role? Didn't have a role at all. Wow. Didn't speak. And he I obviously a, helped make his career. I heard yeah. a guy talking, though. He said, you forgot how good Mike Evans was. Well, he was, was the best receiver in college yeah. that he year. he said, and you saw some of the throws and some of the things that... Bailed he, him out. Oh, absolutely. Just yep. throw it up he there. Big forgot. Mike will get it. He said, yeah. He said, I, the guy coming in uh, the other day, I was listening to something, and he said, I forgot how good Mike Evans was in college. There was a video. They were showing video of him. That's how it kind of opens. It's him going back to, to A&M in 22 last year and mm-hmm. being honored. I guess I don't know if it's like the Hall of Honor for, for A&M or whatever, like you know Arkansas does with the, the Razorback, uh, whatever it's called, the... Hall of, Hall of Honor. Was that the, okay? Um, but he had a little, you know, medal on. I think it was Evans that was with him, right next to him. I also saw Gary Blair. Gary Blair was up on the field with him too. So I guess they were part of the same class. But yeah, you're right. Evans should have been a bigger part of the story. Uh, there was also a little bit of uh, there's a his buddy was the one that facilitated all the autograph signing stuff, and yeah. they actually were they were manipulating the NIL kind of kind of stuff. I mean before it was legal and they did a great job of circumventing it and it ended up cost him half a game mm-hmm. so he he did a great job of and honestly like i have no issue with it at the time we may have been hammering him because we had this sort of idealistic view of a non-idealistic sport uh and obviously the ncaa had its many issues and he still hates the ncaa mm-hmm. but they did a great job of circumventing that for the most part but um anyway i don't know he uh but his buddy that facilitated, they had a really close relationship, and it was like an eighty twenty split. His buddy made all the moves. Johnny signed the stuff. He got eighty percent. Johnny got twenty. But they were making pretty significant amount, significant amounts of money. And then they had a split when he moved into the pro ranks, and he got it basically his. I guess it was after his graduation. Um, and for some reason, they just didn't talk anymore. He didn't really go into that. I would have liked to know more about what actually caused the rift. Because there shouldn't have been one. I mean, the guy seemed like, because they interviewed the guy, it mm-hmm. seemed like his buddy understood, like, you know, it was time to get to the big leagues, and it was he needed a big league management team when it comes to, you know, merchandise. Hmm. So I don't know. But there were some some holes left in it. But, I, again, I thought it was pretty – it was it was interesting to see the rise and fall. And it was a meteoric on both ends for him. So there was no hanging around and getting a second chance. Like we were talking about Mariota and – you know, like he uh, he gets another crack at it in Atlanta. It doesn't work out. But I mean, there was nothing. I mean, you think about it, if he could have just gotten to a second contract anywhere, mm. how much more he would have been mm. if it was a backup. You know, it just shows you the teams talk. And once they found out 
how what it, what he was like off the field and the, the whole watching video and then missing a flight, not even yeah. going to a game. When you miss a game, man, <clears throat> good luck. <laughs> Unless you're Dennis Rodman. <clears throat> well, Dennis was smart enough to go say, hey, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was still absurd, but at least he... He went about it the right way. Well, Johnny needed one, too. And honestly, in the big scheme of things, like publicly, like during interviews and the way he handled himself with all the pressure, and he admitted, like, there was, he was overwhelmed. <laughs> and I'm sure from a mental health standpoint, he probably could have gotten a little more help in that regard. All right, so we kind of killed the whole first segment talking about mm-hmm. that. Sorry, but I do think you should go watch it. I thought it was pretty good. And I mean, there were some, some things maybe we could have done a little differently, but I thought it was pretty good. We're splitting hairs. Did y'all watch Hard Knocks, too? I didn't get a chance to watch Hard Knocks, no. Did you see it? No. The morning guys were raving about it. I heard it was pretty good. Okay. I got a couple things to watch. I got trapped into uh, Ken Burns baseball last night. Oh, that's a good one. See you in yeah. six months, Joe. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just... I've still never seen it. It's oh, amazing. It's, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. I've seen Where it. Where are you watching it? I was just... I think it may be on through, Prime. Yeah. It was on is Prime. It? Okay. Yeah. So, is it free? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's incredible. All yeah. right. Cool. Um, this from the man who hasn't watched quarterback yet. But I trust your judgment. Well, I've seen Ken Burns' thing like five years ago. Okay. I need to watch it. Um, all right. So we've got Joe here. Thank you, Corky's Barbecue. Great job at uh, Counting on a Kickoff, by the way. You guys made the day. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Kelly will be in, courtesy of the Little Rock Athletic Club, in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk to him about um, the man that ESPN is projecting to be the rising star in the quarterback club in the NFL this year. We'll see what he thinks about that. Uh, we got Devontae Davis. Devo going to join us at 11.45 or maybe 12.30. Wes, he's got a cool thing he's doing in his community today. Yeah, it's a surprise event. I don't know if we can talk about it yet. I don't know if it started, but uh, he's surprising some uh, young people in the community. And uh, when they're done, he's going to call in and talk about the day and what it means to him to be helping out. Also, we got some baseball news, and uh, I'm really happy to share it. Baseball news. Yeah, that's right, buddy. Must be Cardinal bashing. No. No. Cubs won again. They moved up into second place. Brewers also lost or a game closer. Well, well let me tell you something. The Royals have won seven out of ten. Uh-oh. We're thirty. We've gone to thirty-seven and seventy-six. We're making a. We're making You're a only move. Like, Suck it, A's. <laughs> we're making a move. We're leaving the A's in our in our back view mirror. <laughs> You're only like twenty games back in the AL Central. If we went out, we got a chance. Could happen. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> be a great story. Yeah, good luck with that. We got more from uh, Kenny Guyton, presumably not in third person the rest of the way, too. So that was much good. more to I get. heard that coming in. That like was that? really good. <laughs> I was, I, when I heard him say, you know, Kenny Guyton, I was like, well, then. Who is this? Who's this talking? <laughs> Kenny Guyton. Kenny Guyton likes going Kenny Guyton. What is Kenny, what is uh, Wessie Moore like? Uh, Guadney Chevrolet. Me too. Man, those guys are awesome. Go check out the website. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Sorry. Go check out the website, GuatneyChevrolet.com. Fantastic. Got all the vehicles on the lot right there, so you don't have to drive to Jacksonville to see all the inventory. They also have all the deals, and look, they're going to give you a deal right now. A lot of 2023s on the lot. They want to get rid of those 2023s because the 2024s are coming. They've got some 2024s. they got to make room for more 2024s. So they're going to give you some great incentives to take one of those 2023s off the lot. No payments for the rest of the summer. How about great financing rates? Plenty in stock. Silverados. You're in the market for a truck. Now is the time to get a Silverado. And they're going to pay you top dollar for the car you're driving. Still looking for quality cars, trucks, SUVs. They're going to give you a great deal on that trade-in. Go see what they can do for you. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Gregory Street Exit in Jacksonville. Open phones after the break. David, hang on. We'll hit you right out of it. And you can hit us up at 661-1037. The Southern Structural Solutions Text line also available, same number, 501-661-1037. Also got Asher Record Live Fan Feedback wide open today. It is a Wednesday. Stay with us. It's 1029. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. This is 
Sports Center. Big news in the world of sports betting. ESPN has signed a licensing deal with Penn Entertainment to create ESPN Bet, a sports book for audiences in the U.S. Penn will rebrand its current sports book to ESPN Bet later this fall in the 16 states where it's licensed and operates. The rebrand will include a mobile app, website, mobile website, and mutually agreed upon retail locations. Penn has agreed to pay ESPN over $1.5 billion over the next 10 years. Also involved in the deal, Penn is selling back 100% of Barstool Sports back to its original owner, Dave Portnoy. If Portnoy decides to sell Barstool later on, Penn will recoup some of the profits. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. The forecast for the rest of the month is shiny with a high chance of winning with Splash Car Wash. Listen up if your name is Jennifer David Jessica. Every day we'll announce the names of the day that can come by for a free car wash. Jennifer David Jessica, bring your ID to Splash for a free wash today. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy or a lack of motivation and drive, it could be low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, they'll ship your treatments directly to your house. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. Westmore, The Wizard, Christian Weaver, and Big Joe Klein all here. Everybody's on Twitter. Question of the day is set up as well. Which position group for Arkansas are you most concerned about? It's easy for me. And it is? Defensive backs. Defensive backs, okay. DBs are good. Now, safeties? I'm just going off of last year. Okay. I'm, I'm, we've had, yeah, to, the we've had to bring yeah. – it's all new guys. And, that, and then the it's kind of the same thing with yeah. receivers, too. So. Safeties are listed as one of the options. Along with linebackers and offensive line and receivers, wide receivers. I, I voted offensive line. And when you're trying to replace a left tackle and right tackle in the SEC oh. and those speed rushers, that concerns me the most. I feel good. Safeties would be m- number two for me. Um, the DBs they brought in, I think they feel really good about. And I love Nudie McLaughlin. I think he is an SEC, all SEC caliber cornerback. And yeah. if they got some, and they feel like they got somebody, Snacks uh, is going to from Baylor. Yep, is on the yeah. other side, and and they feel like they're so deep at corner, they may move one of the uh, non-starting corners to that kind of slot corner position, and uh, put an extra DB on the field mm-hmm. instead of moving a safety down because safety is still, I think, an issue. Wide receivers, it's the numbers. They brought in so many guys, I feel like surely they hit on one or two one or of them, two, right? Yeah. Well, was it last year or two years ago where they had a bunch of guys we didn't really know? Last that year. Transferred Jayden in. Hazelwood. And, yep. Uh, 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 yep, exactly. The big guy. Landers. Yeah, Matt Landers. 
I'll tell you the, the position that's kind of been a head-scratcher to me when Pittman took the job that I thought would really excel is tight end. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really... Uh, it hasn't it really had Yeah. And it so, I, I mean, I just thought kind of a run-oriented uh, coach that... I mean, they want to spread it and everything, but I just... And then, then with uh, Bryles, I just... Well, I think that's the answer I right there. I think Bryles I don't is think not a tight end guy. But the Enos, you might see more of that. In addition to the fact oh. they have nine... Nine of them. I heard. Nine I nine heard you talking about the other day. And like, don't you think that's why? I mean, because when Enos came in, they were like, we got to get some tight ends. Yeah. yeah. You know? They'll we find somebody Add some numbers. Well, and obviously you got some young guys that were highly recruited, and then you've got, you know, has has mm-hmm. been around, so... I think, both, I think you'll see more significant role there. I do, too. Um, it would have been nice to have Trey Knox back, though. I will say that. Mm. David is in Cersei. If you want to get in, 661-1037. What's up, David? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm more concerned with uh, breaking in two new tackles on the offensive line. That's 40% of your uh, of the crew there. Let me think about that. And Let me give you a we, uh, yep. we pretty well led the nation in futility uh, in the passing game last year on defense. So, I don't know. We're just kind of used to that kind of stuff, so I'm not really that worried about that particular area because we're going to have to score 35 points to win several games, just like we always do. And I believe, uh, judging by some guys they brought in and everything, we should be better back there. So, I believe it's the tackles. But, uh, Big Joe, you still on? Yes, sir. Got to tell you, man, I just turned 68 years old and I'm out here on the bike trail. Out here on the bike trail trying to stay fit for deer season. I got to tell you, brother, you're one of my all-time favorite Razorbacks because I know the guys you went up against, and you epitomized the Razorback spirit. Never back down. Give it all you've got every game. Forget the stats. Who cares? Because half the time when the point guard brings the ball up, I'm not even watching there. I'm looking to see who's working down low. And, brother, Who was it? I love you. I, was Joe. I love you. Always have. Always will. You know, Joe, I like you uh, a lot. What, uh, David what loves me. I got that. What, so let him talk. I love Slater <laughs> Mo. Put it in the book. I love it. All right, man. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, very much. at the end of the football season last year, I got to stop. I can't talk more. Uh, I was watching one of the bowl games. It had to be a bowl game because North Texas is never on national telecast unless it's a bowl game. Yeah. And this guy caught my eye catching the ball all over the field and he had a strange name Barkey's Gums and linebackers could not cover this guy he was killing them hmm. he was killing them and I thought at the time I still remember it I thought man we need a guy like that that would really improve our team and he had like 34 catches red, red shirt freshman 34 catches uh, right at 500 yards 5 touchdowns and I thought, wow. And then I, I get to reading in the good paper game. a good while back, this guy's on our team now. And nobody is talking about him. So somebody tell mm. me, is he up there now? And why has is nobody mentioning his name? Uh, possibly the coaches don't want to ruffle feathers to some of the other guys. But in my opinion, from what I saw, he weighs about 230. If he can block. Somebody's going to have to beat that guy out because he is a proven pass catcher. So somebody clue me in on what's going on there. All right, thanks for the thanks. call, David. Don't uh, don't have a heart attack. I couldn't tell who he's more in love with, Joe Klein or Varkey's Gums. It is a I, cool name. I just he's projected to be the starter, right? Six yes. three two forty two, North Texas, second team freshman, All American in twenty twenty two. So plenty of playing time left and productive last year. Played all 14 for North Texas, 34, 458, five touchdowns. Um, started six games, so I would think, yeah, we haven't talked about him much here, but Varkey's Gums, cool name, too. I think, uh, well, maybe you were gone. We were talking about tight end production. Christian, I thought you said that he would lead the team in receptions from the tight end group. I would think so. Yeah. All He's right. the guy. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Joe, we were talking about small school guys and Armstrong transferring up. Who was uh, who were some of the guys that stand out to you when you were in college? Uh, small school guys that maybe went on and had success, or even in the pros, guys that came from small schools. Anybody come to mind? Oh, I mean, you know the the Dennis Rodman. Yeah, the easy ones are Rodman. And, well, Paris played at Centenary, right? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and Pippen. I mean, Pippen, Pippen doesn't yeah. ring a bell. <laughs> but uh, Rodman was the one that because. You'd, I, well, I'd heard a little bit about Pippen just having Arkansas, but 
I mean, Rodman, I mean, didn't know anything about him at all. Yeah. I mean, so. Weren't they similar stories? Like Rodman went to Durant and. Sprouted. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, kind of, he's a tech Dallas kid. I think he was. I mean, then he got in with a with a family, got adopted or something. I, I don't know. Was I don't he six two? Maybe when he got to campus or something. Or it's, it, it was, I think, that's I what I was right. thinking. Yeah. Uh, my I, first job in TV was right outside of Durant and in Ada, Oklahoma. And Durant? Is that Dur- what they say? They say Durant. That's hilarious. Um, and that was kind of the the myth, you know, kind of like the Scottie Pippen yeah. myth, you yeah. know. Everybody always talked about him. Oh, there were so many though. So uh, I mean, I. I I can't. I mean, some will come to my mind, but you know, you back then you had. I mean, with the passing of Charles Ballantyne, I just uh, remembered he was a like a seventh round pick of the Sacramento Kings, and I think I remember the draft. The the draft back then being ten or twelve rounds in the NBA, mm-hmm. and so you would come to training camp, and you know the guys who made it through the summer, but you would have. 25 30 guys on your roster and you always had you always had several guys kind of like you know okay where are you from you know where are you from and but you know all all of them big time players boy i heard that amateur hour gosh let me get ken in <laughs> here on. ken good timing what's up <clears throat> i just wanted to i put something out there i just i just think this year with the you know our, our defense had so many bad stats last year but I think a lot of it is because the offense had so many three and outs. I mean, the defense seemed like they were on the field most of the game, and I think that's going to change this year. So our defense, I think, will be better than what people really think because they, they won't be on the field all game. You know what? It starts up front. Is, yeah. With Kim, with that big defensive line, nine seniors. I mean, you stop the run, that's going to put your defense in a better third down situation. And then if you can put a pass rush on the quarterback, that makes your DBs and safeties look better, too. Yep. I mean, I locked off as the coordinator. It just seemed like we had so many three and outs that it was, it was just the offense. I mean, it, did, it didn't really give the defense time to even rest. It seemed like last year to get to be fair to them, really. Right. Good point, Ken. I appreciate the call. It's always kind of a combination, you know. If your defense is on the line, mm-hmm. you know it's always a, it's always there's always that fine line there where it's a combination of both. Six six one one zero three seven. If you want to get in, some first Arkansas. Excuse me, boy, old habits die hard. Southern Structural Solutions text line. This one uh, from the eight seven zero. What is an acceptable improvement on defense this year? Not being <clears> last <throat> and. Passing yards. So if they move up to next to last, is that's that an improvement. acceptable improvement? I think I'm satisfied with middle of the pack in the in the conference. Yeah, I mean, if you can be because we believe the offense is going to be better than the defense. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. If so the offensive line gels, offense needs to be one of the best in the SEC. Yes. Then if the defense can be middle of the pack, I think you're you're onto something. Mm-hmm. I think I think you know David made a good point though. I mean, there are going to be games where Arkansas just has to outscore other yeah. other teams, and that's fine. Well, that's college football these days. Sure, uh, it, it's all about scoring, yep. and uh, even your Georgia. You know, back in the day, not too long ago, you know, teams were giving up you know single digits. You know, that's what they were averaging, giving up uh, points per game. Well, now it's like the leaders are around 18 points per game. So the scoring's gone up like 10 points per game. And so used to, if you gave up 24 points a game, you're like, okay, it's an average defense. Now that number's almost going up to in the 30s as an average defense. Yeah, I'm always a defensive guy. Even when I was coaching, I, I when we went at, at Little Rock, we had teams that were very good offensively. We had teams that were very good defensively. I always felt more comfortable going into a game knowing that we can guard and we can make things difficult. I think it gives you it gives you more rope offensively. So I'm, I'm always a <laughs> I'm always a defensive guy from the standpoint. I just think uh, it takes away from your offense having to be perfect. You know, again, it's a fine line. The, but, the but. number one scoring defense in the country last year was Illinois, twelve point seven points a game. Iowa, Air Force, Minnesota. Well, they got to play Big Iowa. That shouldn't that shouldn't count. Georgia was number five. <laughs> Georgia gave up fourteen point two seven last year. Uh, tr- Alabama was ninth. Alabama gave up eighteen points a game. 
to Wes's point, and Kentucky was 13th at 19 points a game. So what do you want to average? Arkansas was 101st in the country in points given up per game, 30.6. Yeah. So that, that's, let's that, get that down to like 25. Five? Yeah, I'd be that happy makes, with that. that so if they difficult. gave up last year 25 points per game, Toledo, Missouri, Ole Miss. And that's total yard, That's, that's total 50s. for the season. I mean, you've yeah. got... You got some games to pad your stats. Yeah, you got some gimme games, like the the first couple. Yeah, you need to hold those teams down under seventeen points. Mm-hmm. Be nice to have a couple of very low scoring affairs to help skew the stats at least a little bit. Brent and Stuttgart, what's up, Brent? What's up, Just- what's up, Justin, Joe, and Wes? Hey, man, how are you? Hey, I've got I've got one thing to say. Our defense gave up thirty something points again. Y'all just said thirty something points a game last year. Thirty point six. It's a miracle we won six games. It's a miracle. I mean, (laughs) I mean, let's just get real. We couldn't. I mean, we could not stop running water. I'm not so sure they could stop me. And I walk on canes and ride in a wheelchair. I'm just telling you. but another thing I want to improve vastly is our punting game. I mean, uh. Scott Water Fountain has to get, has to get Max <laughs> Max Australian rules run and kick it punter mm-hmm. going. I mean that that was unacceptable. I concur. He lost his job at some point along the way, Brent, and then he uh, had to punt in the bowl game. But the early returns are that he's made some improvements, so we'll see. Huh. I, I hope so. <laughs> I don't think he's a believer. No. <laughs> I believe it when I, I see it. Yeah. Hey, be glad you got a great place kicker, okay? <clears throat> darn, darn, good thing we got a great place <clears throat> kicker. I'll believe it when I see it. That are, and fair. I'm going to tell you one thing I never want to see again on YouTube. I never want to see us giving our special teams coach a press conference. For 15 minutes. Hmm. What can he possibly talk about? Well, the punter's punter? improvement. Punter Who's going to return? How is Cam oh, Little God. coming along? I mean, those things. We know Cam Little's great. We know we couldn't return a punt last year. We know all that. So let's so well, let's was... tell Scotty Waterfountain to go do something during practice. Get him better. All right, Brent. And Brent's... that's all i got to say. All right, Brent's very angry. There was a pretty significant... Mm. Was it a punt return against uh, yeah, Missouri Stevens. State? That helped spark the comeback for the win? Yeah. So there were some moments. But, yeah, I, I agree with them 100%. The punting, the first, through mm-hmm. six weeks, I was like, dear was, God, yeah. what is happening? Are you guys watching the same game we're watching? This is awful. I mean, Punting and kickers struggling just doesn't make sense to me. It never changes. I don't understand. You kick the ball. Kicking can get a little weird, but punter's like, I don't get it. Like, Mm-mm. hammer the damn ball. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if they're, like, trying to get too cute, trying to place it and, you know, yeah. pin teams, but... If you're at your own 30 and you can't punt it more than 27 yards or 30 yards, I'm like, yeah. dude, what are, we, what are you doing? It was rough. It'll be improved, I bet. Navy Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, you know, as, as far as the defense, we, you know, the, the, the narrative every single year for like the past 20 years has been, well, I mean, the defense can't get any worse than it was last year. <laughs> and then the very next year, guess what happens? You know, I mean, and and and, you're, and we're talking about defenses that go back to even Bobby Petrino's, you know, last two teams when had double-digit win seasons. Those defenses under Willie Robinson were, yeah. were below average. Yeah. You know, great good because I mean, we we the, you know the whole outscoring the other team. Great defenses, great defenses are always going to shut down a good a great offense every time. We found that out with with Bobby. He could, he, he could beat everybody else except for the top tier, you know? Uh, you know, the Alabama and LSU back then. Well, he did beat LSU, but, actually, at uh, Moore but, Memorial. Pretty well, right, memorable in, game. In, 20, in 2010, yeah. But, but you know, um, as, as far as, you know, tight ends, that, that uh, I don't know who it was. He said, well, nobody's talking about this, this tight end. Gums. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you a tight end we're not talking about. Tell me about it. Sadly, uh, it's Hudson Henry. I mean, this guy was a borderline five-star guy coming out of Pulaski Academy, and what did he ever become? He, I mean, he, I mean he's he became a, a successful businessman at he's, Sam's. He's a, he's a Walmart guy. Yeah. Walmart, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, well, well, he, he almost went to Stanford. 
And it probably would have been better for him if he had gone to Stanford. Well, I mean, you know? he had a lot of injury Maybe issues, and you can't account for that, Navy Mike. So that's part of the, his story, unfortunately. But he seems very – he was with us at Countdown to Kickoff. He seems very comfortable in his decision to walk away from football and to move into the business world. And it sounds like he's off to a great start in that regard. He's a great young man. He's got no, a great future. No, I'm, no I'm, sure, I'm sure he's going to be successful. He's a, like he's a, he's a Henry. He's, like I said, he's a legacy. He's a hog legacy. But, you know, as far as being like a, like a five-star, you know, Type prospect coming out of high school, you yeah. know, it just the promise never just was realized. No, that is and true. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, but that's anyways, right. uh, that, that's all I got, guys, and y'all take care. All right, Mike. Yep, it, that was a disappointment, and obviously, I'm sure no one's more disappointed right. than he is. Hey, when you guys can, where, where were we as far as turnover ratio? What, what, I'll as far as our defense? I mean, I think that's something. Yeah, our rate more. One of the best teams in the country at sacks. Yeah, and uh, I think that led to more turnovers last right. year. But I'll look it up for you. I mean, for that's sure. something I think. I didn't turn it over a lot last year either. I'll look it up. There were a couple that really <clears throat> stood out. What about our takeaways too? I mean, that's what he's saying. Yeah, both. We'll look at that. Ten fifty. Back in a second. I'm going to give you a little baseball stuff when we return, whether you like it or not. Attention seafood lovers, Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Erectile dysfunction is a very serious medical issue. It affects over 60% of men over 45. This can be caused from low testosterone, high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate issues, and high cholesterol. The staff at the Little Rock Men's Clinic are specialists in treating these issues. Our medical specialists will determine your specific problem and develop a treatment plan for your specific needs. Our treatments have helped thousands of men with a 96% success rate. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. For August, our office visit it is only $79. That includes your exam, blood work, and testos. If our specialist can't prove to you that the treatment works, your office visit is absolutely free. I am 58 years old, I have more energy, and I am performing like I am 21 again. I feel amazing. Come to the Little Rock Men's Clinic. We treat low T, ED, Peyronie's disease, and offer a male enhancement procedure. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. That's 501-382-9516. Or visit littlerockmensclinic.com. Get your tickets now for the Oakwan Sports Tailgate Party. Saturday, September 2nd, behind Double B's at Markham and Van Buren. We'll have free food and drinks, plus DJ Kramer mixing your favorite party tunes. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for your free tickets. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Come check out the latest in large-scale logging equipment, attachments, supplies, tech, and services at the Southwest Forest Products Expo, August 11th and 12th at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Watch the Timberworks Lumberjacks competition, see chainsaw sculptures by artistry and wood, and visit the online video arcade. Fun for the whole family. Visit www.arkloggers.com for schedule, info, training workshops, and links to our online ticket hub. Adults over 16 are $5 to enter. Kids under 16 are free. See you in Hot Springs at the Southwest Forest Products Expo. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, milk and cookies, lock and key, and of course, the Zone and the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Now, let's get into the show with Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. feeling emotions baby look at them now you know they talk about enjoying your dash joe the dash is the period of time between the day you're born and the day you die and i'm enjoying my dash in the standings right now because there's a dash 
in the wild card column right now next to the Chicago Cubs. You know why? Because they're a wild card team today as they rise up the ranks. Hottest team in the NL Central, the Chicago Cubs. One of the hottest teams in all of baseball, the Chicago Cubs. Hottest quit, team in the AL Central. pointing your finger at me. Who's the hottest team you, in the AL Central? Pointing your Who's the hottest team in the AL Central, Joe? <laughs> Kansas City Royals. Anyway. Uh, Cubs have moved Hello? into a wild Hello? card position. I'll, I'd like to be included in the conversation. Yeah, we, we, you've been talking about the Rangers all year. The Cubs have they moved won into again the, last night. The Cubs row. have moved into Eight the wild row. card spot, so they are now a postseason team as of today, and they are closing in on the Milwaukee Brewers, a game and a half out with the Cincinnati Reds, tied yes. for second. Congratulations! Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. Can it's I ask a, y'all a question? It's been a hard climb out of the basement. I, I watched something on Twitter the other yesterday about the Baltimore Orioles. Yes, sir. Oh, the broadcaster? broadcaster? And I listened to it. Yes. Would you all please tell me why he was suspended? We talked about it yesterday at length. No, it is ridiculous. No one, no one I knows. Can't. I, don't. I, I was waiting for the racist comment. I was yeah, waiting for the misogynistic I, 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 comment. Yeah, I listened to it three times. I was like, I'm, I have to be missing something. <laughs> yeah. He has to. And again, the producer put the graphic together. He didn't put the graphic together. That's not how that works. He's just reading the damn thing. The producer should have been that, suspended. Yeah, they must not like him or something. That's I, a, I heard someone say that they, there must have been some prior uh, issues some, similar to this where they've said, enough. Did okay. you see the Mets broadcast last night? They went off about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And they said, if you don't like him, there are 28 <laughs> other teams that do. We'd love, we, yeah. love to have him. So, yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, way to go, Cubs. Um, and, yes, te- uh, Wes's team, the Texas Rangers, are rolling to 68 wins, which is the second best in the American – or third best, excuse me, in the American League. Behind only Baltimore and Tampa. They moved ahead of Tampa by percentage points last night. Second best team. The Astros uh, faced the Orioles last night. According to my information, unless there was a score that didn't come in. But I'm looking at the standings as of this morning. 69-46 at 60% versus 59-6 for Texas. But that's fine. They won eight in a row. Can't no, argue you're that. Right. You're right. Half game behind. Okay. The Astros faced the Orioles last night. Went into the ninth down Three, three, I believe. Yep, three. And Kyle Tucker hit a grand slam, which ended up being their winning hit. Wes looked up some info for Joe. We'll share that in the red-white report coming up. Terry, welcome to the zone. What's up? Not much. How are you guys doing today? We are great. Thank you for calling. Hey, Big Joe. Yes, sir. I bet you, I don't know if you remember this or not, one of our pickup games at night at Barnhill when he was down there and we play, and I know Daryl Walker scratched your arm really bad. And you took you took off after him, run him out of Barnhill Arena. Oh, I don't there, know. During the that. night when we were doing the pickup game, <laughs> there was you, a lot. I, that, that Scott and them was after you, and they, you, you took off after him. Y'all hit the tunnel, and I didn't see you for 15, 20 minutes. Joe, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but I mean, but let me preface that. I mean, those games. Back then, I mean, I mean, we were playing. Oh, I was playing with Charlie yeah. and them. Yeah, I mean, we, we were always trash talking all of us. So, I mean, I don't. We were always trash talking and getting into arguments because it you were you were calling your own fouls and stuff like that. So yeah, or, or ev- weren't yeah. So every night, you know, somebody w- was, you know, I probably said, you know, probably said because Daryl scratched me, I called a foul, and he probably said I didn't scratch him. I was probably like. You know, I'm bleeding, you know, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But, I mean, those, you that, know, one that of the best memories I got from going to school there at Fayetteville <laughs> during that time. Well, I don't remember was chasing. That, and, of course, they always come into King Pizza to play video games because they live there in the yeah. apartments to Yeah, yeah. And I um, was watching you and Hastings come down Garland <laughs> Avenue if you're head above the windshield of Sutton's uh Convertible Mercedes. Hey, Terry, we got to run. Thanks for the call, man. Well, I wouldn't have, month is I wouldn't have. with a high chance of winning with Splash Car Wash. Listen up if your name is Jennifer David Jessica. Every day we'll announce the names of the day that can come by for a free car wash. Jennifer David Jessica, bring your ID to Splash for a free wash today. Listen each week for your chance to play Factor Crap on Morning Mayhem. It's presented by Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in 